Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Uh, so, you know, I'm a single man these days. Yeah. I do. I do know that. Yeah. yeah so I'm out in the dating game and I, uh, I met a, stati- a statistician okay. uh, when I was out and yeah. uh, asked for a phone number. Mm. Yeah. She gave me an estimate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, good one. Love a good stats joke, dude. It's a good joke. Well, speaking of stats joke, John, I believe you've got a good stats joke. I sure have. So, and probably a good one for accountants. Yeah. Um, what was the dog's favourite cell in the spreadsheet? What? K9. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you guys are called cats, but I couldn't help yeah. slip that one in. That's brilliant. That's so good. That's such a good one. All right. Let's, let's dive into our intro. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk account, drunk, drunk, drunk account, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And today with us on the podcast, we've got a very special guest. We've got John Shepherd, general manager at the ABS, uh, general manager of a mouthful, to be honest. <laughs> John, do, do, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. Like I heard how you tried to say statistics before, so yeah. I, mean, I can't sing your opening song. I don't know how you're going to go with the Australian Bureau of Statistics and particularly the National Data Acquisition Division. So yes. I head up the division at the ABS that does chase um, all those annoying um, business surveys and, and also looks after all that, a lot of household surveys, which a lot of people don't know happen in and around the census. So you're the uh, GM of NDAD. Is that, uh, is that national <laughs> Mate, data? You, you, you caught on quick. Absolutely. That is the acronym of NDAD at the ABS. <laughs> well done, Tim. Well done. <laughs> well, you know, we were talking off air about how we all like dad jokes and yeah. uh, you are the GM of NDAD. So I think that's <laughs> solid. Very appropriate. <laughs> that is good. All right. Well, um, quick question for you, actually, John. Do you uh, refer to going into work as going to the bureau? Because I think you should if you don't. I think everyone at the ABS should be like, I'm going to bring you into the bureau. We've got some questions to ask you. Yeah, that's a bit of a, a, a sore point, I think, because there is a other, another couple of bureaus around town, um, mm. one that has something to do with the weather. So uh, <laughs> yeah. a, as much as a cool name as it is, um, we, we, don't, we don't throw it around, bandy it around too much and make too big a deal of ourselves. So mm. <laughs> I would. Uh, <laughs> I would, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, Tim first. What, what is the Tim and Dan Lowe? Tim, how was your week? You know what? I am on top of the world, Dan, because wow. the Bombers are almost on top of the ladder. <laughs> so, uh, this, I was actually going to mention this because our we, we share, obviously, our Two Drunk Accountants Instagram feed. And mm. you'd think that would be fooled with mostly like ABS and, <laughs> and other great social media follows. But instead, whenever I open it up, the feed's just Essendon. <laughs> I just get like little clips from this week's game and things yeah. like that that pop up. And I was going to mention... they. There's a lot of posts. So I'm assuming they're doing well, are they? We're doing well. We yeah. beat we beat Melbourne. John, I don't know if you're much of an AFL follower. You're in Canberra, aren't you? So I am an AFL follower. I follow oh. actually um, a team closer to where you guys um, are based. So the Sydney, good old Sydney Swans. Ah, the yeah. Swannies. Yeah, Swannies. Yeah. Even so, though Canberra is a bit of the home of GWS, I haven't yeah. kind of jumped on board with that, unfortunately. Ah, well, I mean, you know, it's. I think the GWS has only been around for. What, 10 years? It's almost 10 years now, I guess. So, but yeah, I mean, I grew up hating Sydney because I grew up in New South Wales and as a Bombers fan and all my friends were Swans fans. So they always, 
you know, uh, tipped on me mm. whenever Essendon lost. It's so so now I just hope for Sydney to be really bad. Uh, and unfortunately, they're always good, which is really uh, annoying. They always play finals and win grand finals. Very so, consistent. Absolutely. Good team to follow. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, uh, but yeah, um, look, Essendon's won four of their first five. So actually, no, sorry, getting ahead of myself there. Three of our first four. <laughs> but we're going to win this week too. So. But I've heard you say to people though, the next few games are versus harder teams. They are. So it's likely that stat's going to go down. So you're just really enjoying the high right now. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. But we did beat one of the hard teams, Melbourne. And they're one of the flag fancies nice. this year. They're, yeah. Um, I I'd also say those figures probably need to be um, seasonally adjusted, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yes. That's why we should get John on more. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've had a soft start to the draw and we're on top of the world right now. So we'll wait. We'll wait. It's early days. It's early yes. days. Yes. Uh, what about uh, you, Dan? Any Tim and Dan lows? Um, I can't even remember what I've been doing, to be honest. It's just been... Normal stuff, just work, been busy. Um, trivia? No, nothing. Team trivia? Was that fun? Team trivia? Yeah. Friday night at the Lakes Hotel. Oh, that uh, was uh, yeah. team karaoke, perhaps. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> My brain. Yes, uh, there was team karaoke had at uh, at the wonderful Lakes Hotel yeah. at the entrance. Team trivia. <laughs> yeah, that was true. We went out with the team, sang a few tunes, um, in tone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What was the, the most favorite track of the night? Um, well, the one I didn't, uh, the only parts of this particular song I know is the chorus. So Tony sang most of it. It was, um, boys light up <laughs> and I don't and know the rest of it. Yeah, it's the only part I know. It's just, it's just, so I'd just tune in the chorus and boys light up, <laughs> just take all the glory at that part. That's what you do in karaoke, oh, right? Brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, that was it for me. How, how about you, John? How's your week been? Um, it's been pretty crazy, but um, lots going on there. And um, I thought I'd just call out, I don't know if people saw, there was an article in the last week or a few articles in the news about um, an update that the Bureau, um, as in the ABS, made to the geographic boundaries following the last census. Yep. So, um, which I understand quietly changed Melbourne's significant urban area to include the district of Melton, which is on the city's northwest fringe. Um, and that's lifted the population of the Melbourne significant urban area to 4.8 or 4,875,400 mm. as of June when we did the census. And that's 18,700 more than Sydney. So there I guess um, Melbourne's just taken over the mantle of the um, biggest city yes. in Australia. Just that quietly. is fascinating. So that, that, that's our business update for this week. Melbourne is now bigger than Sydney, yeah. according to the, uh, to the Bureau. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, again... You know, it's it's based on geography. I'd like to know the per capita, like square meters. Uh, but why did they change the geography? Do you think was there just maybe they thought that's more city based than not including it? Or look, there's some geography. There's some statistical concepts around how we represent our stats across the country, and and look, lots of things get driven off that in terms of. Um, um, Get, that gets reused for multiple purposes in terms yeah. of health system and all sorts of different things about the size of towns and cities and how many doctors they get and all sorts of different things happen from that. Yeah. So it's a regular thing that we're doing to kind of best represent where people are across the country mm. and that then becomes the base for all sorts of different um, representation of statistics, I guess, and other things. Which so, is important um, for decision-making with government and policy. Absolutely. Right? So, so it's yeah. just a never-ending... St- 
um, thing for us to manage that that standard and that boundary issue and how you know where what the size of different things are in the country so that yeah. all of those other things can work off it so well tim always you, ticking away in the background the bureau yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> never rest yeah. Uh, yeah tim you and i are actually heading to melbourne in a few weeks. Oh, we are actually, yeah. And so I'm thinking you and I should take a trip out to, what was the suburb? Melton. Melton. <laughs> Melton. Yeah. It's really Melton down out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we should head out to Melton and just be like, this is Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Do you people know this? Take the two-hour train yeah. out to Melton, I assume. I don't know. Probably. But yeah, I, I do like that, John, you're, you're Canberra-based and you're bringing um, statistics and information that's going to turn Melbourne and Sydney into a, yeah. a small domestic uh, dispute. That's fantastic. Well, <laughs> something that people often say, and I've heard you say this before, Tim, is that uh, Sydney and Melbourne have a really big rivalry, but Sydney they doesn't do. know they're in it. Yeah, Sydney <laughs> doesn't realise that everyone in Melbourne hates Sydney. And uh, I've been saying this for a long time. It's yeah. because... Because of the AFL influence that mm. has been in my life, and my parents are from Melbourne. Um, all people from Melbourne think that, that the weather is better in Melbourne mm. than Sydney, or not as bad as Sydney people think it is. Yeah. So I'd like some stats on that, to be honest, John. <laughs> we'll get you back on the show. Maybe you can bring some stats about the weather between Sydney and Melbourne. That's a different bureau, Tim. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, I, think, no. I think that's right. <laughs> but surely you, yeah. you have stats on that. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> It takes you down the line of some happiness index or something, doesn't it? Yeah, so not something that we currently um, put out stats on either. No, we need oh. a happiness index. Wow, I, I feel like I could really brainstorm on some uh, indicators of happiness. Yeah, if you need help on on uh, coming up with this, John, we can we can definitely come up with the uh, parameters to come up with this happiness index. Full of suggestions. Sure. Well, of course, naturally, we'd go to some accountants to get that sort <laughs> yeah. of tell. So. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, Tim, do you have a, uh, a tight ass tip? Yeah, uh, I did think of one mm. um, before we recorded and uh, I've been getting a bit of takeout lately. And, uh, you know, there's a few takeout uh, apps which you can use. Yeah, menu so log and, menu, and DoorDash, DoorDash. All, all, all the ones, Uber Eats, mm. they all want your business and therefore they give you coupons and you might not even realize this. Mm. And uh, I actually made the mistake of not looking in Menulog. Let's go down that yeah. uh, rabbit hole. Mm. They have a for you section. And in there, it's just like endless coupons. And a lot of it is like spend $40 at KFC and get a free Zinger burger and stuff like that, mm. which is just a bit more than I Slightly probably want to spend at KFC. Spend but KFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, they're, some of them are like $15 off when you spend a minimum of $40. Which is awesome. That's a huge saving. It's massive. It's massive. Is that like, and that would be like to anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if you're if you're ordering, let's just say, there's an Indian restaurant near us, Shahi Mahal. Yes. And we enjoy. We both enjoy the food there. Fantastic curries. Uh, but that's a forty dollar meal. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Yeah. I happen to know that because I've recently done this. <laughs> yeah. So I did it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up. Just using the $15 on extra food. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you. So there's the caveat. Uh, if you're using yeah. one of these coupons, don't just order more mm. like I did. But they're out there. You just got to look for coupons and... Mm. You're going to save some money on your takeout or home delivery. No, that's a good one. That's a good one, Tim. I think it's relevant because, mm. you know, I, I went and got supplies to make sandwiches the other day. John, you'll be interested in this because I'm sure there's some stats around uh, cost of household <laughs> goods and groceries. I went and got supplies for a sandwich. How much do you guys reckon I spent on said supplies? And this what? is a ham and cheese sandwich. 
So I was, was going to say, I need to know more. So ham and cheese. Ham and cheese sandwich. Well, loaf of bread. You're a bit bougie, so you're going Helga's. Uh, <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it's Actually, ham. I went Abbott's Bakery. But. You, you weren't going to go just ham in the... Uh, you, you went to the deli section to get ham. There's no deli at that, Carl, so I get a bit... Of, okay. I went Don. Yes, okay, Don so you went Don. I'm a Don's fan. Cheese... Cheese squares. You can't get cheese under like eight dollars. Yeah, right? exactly. To get decent cheese, that's like I'm. I'm reckoning at sixteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. Twenty, twenty bucks. Yeah, that's uh, twenty. Twenty one to be exact. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a solid block of cheese, which I haven't used all. I mean, I used all the ham and the bread mm. and cheese. I have a bit left. But ham, ham goes quickly. To make like sandwiches for three days in a row cost me twenty dollars. Crazy. There you go. So you may as well just buy a takeout. That's, a, <laughs> that's where that was going. Well, and you're also helping the nation, guys, because um, I have got a stat around um, fast food and, um, out of the last census. So it's really young. A lot of our young people's jobs are in this industry, obviously. So fast yeah. food cooks at a median age of 18 years old. So you might not be getting real experience there, wow. but you are propping up unemployment for our um, younger youth. people. Yeah, there you and, go. You're, and and referring back to your thing from last podcast, and I won't promise I listen to all of it, but um, <laughs> on the coffee front, and I know that was your yes. tip for saving was Coffees. get your own coffee machine. Poor old coffee cafe workers, average age, median age, twenty one years. Wow. Again, uh, that's where our young people are kind of mostly working. So yeah, it's wow. interesting. That they, that's why they suffered so much during the lockdowns mm. as well. Um, they were sort of the silent victim of. Mm closures of cafes or they're the silent victim of um, people like you tim making coffees at home with your fancy machines i still go out (laughs) but yeah no it is true i mean it is true i go out less Mm. now um i I do want to say that you recorded a video of yourself making coffee during mm, the week and um it was insane (laughs) do you actually weigh your coffee every day (laughs) so you've got to do I don't think you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, actually, I proved at the end of that video that you don't, but just scooping a couple of <laughs> scoops in. <laughs> and I, I guarantee if we have a happiness index of who enjoyed their coffee more, I was probably the same as you. Turn it out. So look, I think there's another, oh, just again, you talked about our social media and I'll come back to a couple of those, but yeah. a very good post um, from a little while ago from the last census, um, sending a whole lot of love to our 37,000 baristas today. It's so a whole latte thousand. of love. Yeah. Uh, a whole latte of love. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't really say that. Probably lost the impact a little bit, but <laughs> 37,000 baristas that you're actually starving there, mate, by making yeah. your own coffee. Uh, well, I mean, they're just putting the prices up of coffee anyway. So, at the end of the day, they're balancing it out for my, what, three less coffees a week or whatever. <laughs> well, what do they go out for? Now, there's some poor kid who's, uh, you know, not spending no. <laughs> money. No, dear. He has to live home a bit longer. No, no, no. not at all. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> well, John, do you, would you, yeah, if you were making your own coffee, would you make an instant or would you make a lovely espresso with velvety milk that you've done frost? yourself? Yeah. I'm an espresso guy, absolutely. Um, and have a lot of coffee. I do drink a lot of coffee. So sometimes mm. maybe like up to 10 oh, wow. um, in Whoa. a day. So yeah. yeah, up to 10. Yeah. Solid. Maybe actually a bit more, but I was a bit embarrassed to admit that. Well, <laughs> you would definitely benefit from a coffee machine at home. So that's uh, that's that's the thing, Dan. You still go out and get coffee. Mm. I'm sure John still goes out and get one or two of those as coffee's out. But he should be making the rest of those at home if he's going to... I do. I've got, got an espresso machine at home and an espresso machine in the office. So yeah. There you go. I, I'm not against making coffees at home. I'm against how you make coffees at home. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's let's move on to our main topic, shall we? And that is our chat with John today 
Uh, we were going to do a little intro. Yeah. So. Well, John, you, you are, you, for all intensive purposes in, on this podcast, you're our stats man, right? Yeah. Um, so, you are the stats, stats man. You know that song? You'd have to have heard that lots of times. <laughs> the stats man. Yeah, yeah I've heard it. I know. I, think I, I kind of miss them off it coming. I just wasn't at the tax man. No, it's oh, yeah. stats man. Interestingly, I was the tax man at one stage. Yeah, yeah. you were. That's my background. Yeah, I did come from the tax office a few years back now. So yeah. I'll be the tax man and the stats man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like that. We like that. Um, yeah, well, that's, well, that's a good place to start. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you found yourself at the Bureau now. Um, look, yeah, I, I had um, kind of a, a lengthy career um, in the tax office, started there out of uni and um, did a range of different things. Um, um, in later years, probably a bit more known um, in this industry for um, leading the single touch payroll initiative, yeah. which um, I don't need to explain to you or probably to any of your listeners what that is anymore. Nope, um, sure. I did a lot of explaining of what it is for about three years solid, <laughs> um, talking through what it was and why it mattered and why it was a good thing to do and how easy it was going to be. So, yeah. Um, and then off the back of that, I made my move across to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Um, the pandemic hit mm. and, um, you know, the need for more real-time, faster stats about what was going on, how business was impacted kind of hit us. Yes. We, were, we were fortunate to get the single-touch payroll data across to the Bureau. Isn't that um, a nice little um, uh, uh, serendipity, I suppose, mm. uh, that you, you set up STP and then STP was very useful for you at the ABS <laughs> when we went through the lockdowns and COVID. Absolutely. And we were able to turn that out pretty fast and, and were able to do um, fortnightly jobs and wages um, statistics basically looking mm. at the movements and by state and because of the size of the data and the fact everybody reports um, and every employee is kind of captured we're able to kind of do it right down to a really granular level of region and then with lockdowns and things we know how uneven the impacts actually were on both jobs and on particularly on jobs so mm. that was a really nice piece and the other bit that we got um, stood up very quickly was what was called a rapid we called it we called a rapid business survey mm. and um, that was because we did a very small sample of businesses and we would, you know, phone them and ask about half a dozen questions about how they were faring and then churn out a monthly release um, of, of that, which was really helpful to Treasury and others to try and understand the, the real impacts on the ground on business in terms of cash flow and, and all sorts of things that we asked in that survey. But that was just a couple of examples of things we did during the pandemic that really actually helped inform um, some of the policy settings and, and things like JobKeeper. And, and again, single-touch payroll became mm. the basis, as you know, for JobKeeper too. Yeah, it's, it's um, really interesting stuff because most people probably, they think ABS and they think census, obviously. Mm. Um, and if you're a business owner, you may have filled out one of those ABS surveys or been asked to fill out a quarterly survey. Mm. Yep. Um, but I think that probably um, is a bit more people need to learn about what the ABS is doing and um, where it's heading to. So what do you see the ABS's role right now from the perspective of, say, accountants, small business owners? Look, certainly, firstly, um, you know, people, you're right, um, you might have got, um, if you're an accountant particularly, but certainly business, you may have ended up in a in a sample, not that often. Mm. Um, we don't we don't actually do very big survey samples of particularly small business, but of any business, because we are mindful how painful that can be and that it does be seen to be get, get in the way of, real business and, and it's red tape and all the rest of it. But yeah. it's probably important to note how 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 much that does inform 
um, a whole lot of headlines. You don't realise that till you move across to the ABS mm. and just see every night on the news that there's another publication that's been referred to, but also things like RBA decisions on interest rates yeah. are referring all the time to things like our monthly retail trade survey, um, which is telling us are things going faster or slower. Mm. Um, our labour force statistics, so we, you know, we, we survey something like 26,000 households um, every month yeah. on employment, so to create the unemployment figures. Mm. We have our um, GDP, people familiar with GDP coming out, well, one of the big inputs to that is that quarterly business indicator survey about profit and loss and capital and other things that, you know, what what plans and it also, you know, outlook on capital spends and things like that. Yeah. Um, now, CPI, we've actually mm. introduced a monthly CPI indicator. Who would have thought that was going to need to be a thing when CPI was really stable for years and years and years? Yeah. Um, everyone's going kind of like, well, yeah, it's not going to change. It doesn't really matter so much. But um, clearly now everyone's hanging off looking at this monthly CPI indicator and where it's going. So mm. um, with CPI running hot um, and everyone kind of wondering, is it going to keep going? Um, we do, we're doing much more now with um, big data sets to try and alleviate some of that burden on business of doing our surveys. Yeah. So um, we use things, we use a lot more um, things like tax data. So we use business mm -hmm. income tax return data, BAS data. Yep. Um, obviously, I mentioned single touch payroll, but we're producing a monthly business turnover indicator from the BAS data we get. Yeah, cool. um, we're using bank transaction data. So we get data from the big banks, um, credit and debit card transaction data. Um, and we use that to look at household spending and the things you talked about, about, you know, where wow. cost of living is biting and stuff like that. So we've got a monthly release, experimental release on that at the moment as well. Yeah, um, so and I could just keep going. But if you look at yeah, it from all those angles, so a lot much. of that is informed by our surveys yeah. and I think by businesses who help us by providing data. We, we take it wow. for granted when we get all of this information. You know, we, we all sit there and we watch the, mm. you know, the government release or talk uh, get policy around the uh, unemployment data and all these things that happen and when the interest rates go up they're referring to all these things and we just kind of take it for granted that those figures are there yeah and then at the same time like we could in the exact same day you could read an article about all that information and mm. be fascinated and then get really annoyed you've got to fill out a survey <laughs> <laughs> but you don't think of the impact that what you're doing is is actually affecting mm. our interest rates going up mm. you know and it's because of the information that you and all other people are entering into these yeah. surveys yeah um and the data obviously that they're getting from these other sources that you're talking about so True. it's it's like it you don't think about the big picture when you mm. when you're dealing with your everyday i don't think but it, mm. it is Very super true. important and that's one of the things I hear frequently as well when I talk to businesses and accountants and stuff is we went to all the effort to do your bloody survey um, and never heard anything back. I mm. sent it off, didn't hear anything other than I got another invite to do another one. I don't know what happens to the data. I don't get anything back from it. They're mm, all true. things we're kind of trying to address here. So um, I mentioned I can talk a bit more. We, we It's part of one of the initiatives. Um, I mentioned you asked about innovation in the as well, what kind of mm. things are happening. Yeah. Um, We've got a project um, up and running and in beta at the moment, which will allow businesses to submit their quarterly business indicators survey from software. Yeah, so nice. um, effectively pre-fill in the same way that, you know, the tax office has been able to pre-fill information. That's super will allow exciting. businesses using accounting software or accountants or bookkeepers doing that for business to pre-fill the data into our um into our submissions and effectively check and send that data each quarter. So we've got a beta up and running with zero at the moment in their yeah, app store. Mm. Um, we're moving to MYOB in June and then cool. to ensure QuickBooks from September and having a broader launch um, of this product. But in terms of what's in it for me as a business or accountant, we're also looking then to push data directly back to businesses who report through that channel yeah, so that they really get cool. initial 
Yeah, and, and that, ideally that ends up being some kind of kind of more detailed benchmark data about mm. businesses like yours. Um, it might start though with us packaging some some interesting data we already hold about, like for example, in the census about um, potential customers in your area yes. um, and your line of business sort of thing, whatever we can kind of make valuable there. But it does change that dynamic that says I'm doing all this for nothing Very or true. it's costing me to do it, but I'm not getting anything back for it. Yeah, I think that'll really bring the ABS more into the spotlight as like a useful uh, for business owners, some someone that they want to have a conversation with or, yeah. or, or like a transactional relationship with of their data mm-hmm. in return for information that's useful for them, um, which otherwise is accessible. They're just not really seeing it from the perspective of uh, how they could be using it, I guess. So um, it's, it's pretty exciting because of the cloud accounting softwares that are available now. Uh, the amount of information is just mind-boggling, really. Uh, it would be pretty cool to see where we're at in a couple of years' time and the information that the ABS is, is collecting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, we're going to make it a bit easier for people to, to give you that information. You're getting all this information from other sources. What are some of the interesting things that small businesses can use? What's some of the data points that we should mm. be looking at? Well, what's some of the, the interesting things that, uh, that uh, you at the Bureau have mm. been uh, coming up with lately? Um, look, again, you know, the, the real harvest point here is we do a census every five years mm. and, you know, the, the latest census in um, 2021 is still pretty recent. Um, there's some good data points in there about... Um, um, you know, the population in your area. I kind of mentioned a couple of those stats a bit earlier. Mm. Um, but um, if you look at things like our um, retail trade figures, you know, and growth in retail yep. trade, so understanding um, across industries, you know, yeah. where where things are growing or, or being more impacted as well. Yeah. You know, trends in online sales, um, for example, are some of the stuff yes. that we're releasing there. Certainly um, in the labour force space, our job vacancies numbers were just released on the 30th of March mm. um, and really show that um, they're nearly still nearly double um, what the job vacancies were three years ago. Wow. Um, and kind of it kind of calls out where some of those real shortages might be mm. um, as part of that as well. So... Um, in the census, I did a little bit of research. I told you I did some research before coming on. So I did have a bit of a look at what we've got here in the Wyong area <laughs> uh, about good. people there. So, um, <laughs> certainly, Don't hold um, it against us. <laughs> yeah, no, so it was interesting. Yeah, educational attainment, less percentage of tertiary educated people in Wyong compared to New South Wales more broadly. Yeah, less right. percentage of people yeah. with bachelor degrees um, compared to the rest of New South Wales. I think it's 11% compared to 27. Whoa, Greater percent massive. of people finished their education in year 10. Um, and had certificate level as three as highest level of education compared mm. to the rest of New South Wales, less culturally diverse than New South Wales. Mm. Um, That's interesting. And had a higher percentage of unemployed persons and people not in the labour force compared to New South Wales. So, <laughs> and, and the two top two occupations in Wyong were community and personal services work, service workers mm. and labourers. Um, yeah. I believe all of that. I would, uh, that really does sum up. Uh, Wyong but what, here's what I heard from that we're incredible <laughs> <laughs> we're well above average Tim of course you did yeah. <laughs> is that people who live in Wyong or that's uh, right yeah, yeah. okay that's a report living, technically, living, we're not, living that in technically Wyong. doesn't include us Dan yeah so 
Or, yeah, is that the post is, yeah. or that's the town? So that was 2021 during COVID. Um, top industries for employment in Wyong were aged care, residential services, and other social assistance services. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. yeah, we don't live in Wyong. We just work there. Well, and, you know, there's a hospital in Wyong. There's uh, yeah. a lot of aged care. A lot of aged uh, care. There, and there are medical facilities. Um, definitely a lot of services around unemployment and yep. um, the NDIS. Care and those types of things. So, I believe that. Yep, I believe all of that. Yeah, there's all kinds of interesting stuff you can make of that. Again, depending on what you're trying to do. So, um, Wyong's got 53% of employed people driving to work compared to 43% in New South Wales. So, you want to open a car dealership there? (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot of car dealerships there. Yeah, yeah. So. That's yeah, the good right. one. Yeah, yeah. So it's so much. It's it's so fascinating to me when you do take those data points. Mm. And you just think you've got to find the connections to see mm. you know what the relevance is. So mm. in that exact you said so many people were driving to work. Well, immediately I think, well, how do we get more public transport or do it? But you were like, well, you could open a car dealership. There's a lot of people buying cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were trying to solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, funnily enough, we have a sign that has been down the last few months mm. in front of our work. And uh, that is one of the main way people know our business in our podcast as yeah. well. <laughs> There's a sign out the front there. Every second person on the Central Coast would have driven past it um, because on the coast, and it's not it's not Wyong alone. It'd no, be, it'd be all every town the on the Central Coast would be about that percentage driving to work, I'd say, or more. Probably so, more because there's yeah. a train station in Wyong. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's more. But um, yeah, there's some interesting ones that I saw come out on... Um, the ABS Instagram page recently were around new house builds. Mm. So that was quite fascinating. Dan and I discussed this one because in the media you hear about the housing shortage, but um, the statistics show that there's more new homes being built than ever before. Or or in the last 10 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a a stat on on the page, which was like, yeah, that's... This house is coming. The supply <laughs> is coming. Yeah. On the on the flip side to that, and this is another statistic. Immigration. Immigration. Yeah. So we are I saw some some other headline of we're yeah. expecting one million new people. People to move to Australia in the next twelve months. Which is obviously gonna put some demand yeah. on the housing industry. So So who who's deciding what facts are interesting what stats are interesting that you post on your social medias john is it anyone that stumbles across them and sends them in <laughs> um no a couple of ways there so our teams who work on the stats themselves try to pull out some interesting bits yeah. and i was going to ask you guys actually um if you know what a listicle is yep a listicle yeah it's like top you 10 listicle? these things or five of these things yeah okay yeah, yeah. So we have listicles, right? So awesome. if you want to see, again, some interesting stuff, if you look at our um, quarterly G- last quarterly GDP, I think we do them on just about every GDP release. Cool. We have a listicle, top 10 interesting facts about what's going on that's in the economy. Awesome. So that's, awesome. that's a cool way to kind of get. But I, I should talk more about our social media team and give them a lot of credit because those guys are amazing. And if you do follow our social media pages on Insta, Facebook, um, Twitter, LinkedIn um, on, on all of those things and they do slightly different representation, lots of good infographics and cool things. That's cool. But 
they are very, very cool people and they're not statisticians, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> some of them have like, um, you know, English backgrounds and degrees and things and oh, if wow. you've been following, do things like um, M&M posts of M&M songs and stuff That's and put cool. stats in them. There, there's the stat in the hat. I think they did a, one of the releases. So <laughs> they make stats really interesting and actually, you know, play to pop culture on a whole lot of stuff. So yeah. there are some very cool posts out there. And if you're not following um, ABS, you're miss, really missing out. Um, I agree. If you're not pulling on one of those platforms, so that's a good segue, actually, because if people are listening to this, they're thinking, "Well, actually, you know what? I should dive into some of this data mm-hmm. and and find some things out about my local area or um, my industry." Where can they go to find some of that information? Well, start with you know, as I said, start with one of our social media because that will be where you tweak yeah. your interest on what you're looking for in part. But mm. I'd just say go to www.abs.gov.au. Mm. it's not as scary if you've been on it before and you saw holy cow there's a whole lot of spreadsheets here um that was my kind of reaction a few years back before i came to the abs and we had done <laughs> a lot of work in our website to better layer and structure information so it's yeah. actually pretty cool yeah. so if you go to the front page there is um our key economic indicators are laid across the top of that you know what you would expect there gdp mm. unemployment um, CPI, all the latest numbers on all of those things, yeah. and then you can drill through those to the latest release for more detail. Mm. But down the left of the page, there's also um, latest releases and also what's coming up. So there's two cool. tabs there, one that says these are all the things we've released recently and here's all the things that um, are coming up. And again, you just click through and actually have a bit of a scroll of that list. There's an incredibly rich amount of different things. It's very easy to navigate. Mm. There are other ways you can go in. You can go to um, stat statistics by region if you want to kind of look at what stats are there by That's your cool. region. There's a lot of different ways to get to this information. And sure, there are some spreadsheets at the end of some of those pathways <laughs> if you want to keep going deeper and deeper. Yep. But there is also some easy tools and things there that people can use, mm. um, Table Builder and other things, if they want to start pinning some – and they've got some skills and want to start pinning some of this data together for themselves. Cool. Um, there are data services if they've got stuff that they can't really pull out of our stats but they want to do a data query. There is the ability to pay for specific data sets as well. So we, we kind of cater for all sorts of users and I think the big thing I just keep saying to people is just get on and have a look. Yes. Um, it's not that scary. It's not that hard. I know we're a government website. I'm sorry for that. But um, <laughs> There are lots of good government websites now, and I reckon, but I reckon the ABS is one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's not as scary as you might think. So, well, you said there's a um, sometimes at the end of the rainbow is a spreadsheet, and that just sounds like the pot of gold to me <laughs> as an accountant. Just, uh... <laughs> I knew that it excited you guys absolutely. <laughs> I should have known. I did have another um, spreadsheet joke here somewhere too. I'll have to see if I can find that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like even just having this conversation makes me like number one Definitely. just appreciate the ABS, mm. and then number two want to go dive into the website and just find some like just start digging. Maybe we need to have a new segment every week, Dan, which is like stat of the week. Stat of the week, yeah, we can just look up some stats or you know just look at what's upcoming. That's cool. Yeah, here it is. I've got it. So, so why do, this is again from our social media guys. So, yep. why do statisticians hide under their spreadsheets? Why? Because they find safety in numbers. <laughs> so that could also say accountants, right? Definitely. <laughs> sure. 100% it gets accountants. Yeah. Well, I'm I see if like... we can repost that to say accountants. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> cross it out. Yeah. Do the little cross. Working in statistics and working in accounting, we're, we're sort of like cousins. Yeah. It's like soulmates. <laughs> yeah. Soulmates. <I'd> soulmates. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, well, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to bring it all together and have you on the podcast to talk about this stuff because, yeah, there's a lot of uh, 
There's a lot of synergy there. Mm. Is, yeah. is is there anything else we should be knowing, John, before we before we, f- we finish up our main topic today? Apart from appreciate the ABS, go check out the stats yeah. and understand that your contribution adds to those in, that information yeah. that then shapes you know policy around us. Mm. I had something around Easter. I know you guys got a bit fixated oh, yes. in the last podcast. Easter versus about Christmas. Christmas. Easter versus Easter. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is good actually. And, um, I thought I had something here that was about. Um, I mean, there's, there's something here that say Australians buy 154,000 tonnes of chocolate a year, which is six Whoa. kilos of chocolate per person per six year. Six kilos. Mm. I reckon I I'd probably... probably <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much of that happens over Easter, though. Mm. Um, and, you know, I... I love that I, that's I'm, a stat. That, <laughs> that's a stat. That people know that. Solid. The Christmas Absolutely. stat would be more around the alcohol consumption. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know we had a post here that was, we wish 100% of you a Merry Christmas and a nice pie chart. Um, <laughs> that. Um, the, the bulk of it's, I'm really missing the visuals. I know you're going to miss the visuals here with your podcast, but you know, Merry Christmas um, in green with the solid Merry Christmas and then a really nice little slice of Merry Christmas, but in red. Nice. So, again, nice pie charts, jokes and stuff always go down really well. So. I love it. Um, so but I'll good. see what I can do to try and help you win the win the Easter versus Christmas thing, if you like. For the, if we come back on, that'd I'll, be great. I'll bring yes, back please. To you on that. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, let's just start with what's your opinion, John? Are you yeah. an Easter man or what's a Christmas your gut man? feel? Hmm. Look, I you won me over on the Easter one. I reckon that that point about you know it's it's a solid holiday period. Um, you haven't got the stress of buying presents necessarily. It's a lot easier just buying eggs, um, having to choose something for somebody. Yes. So I totally um, agree. Whereas Christmas is a bit stressful and, um, yeah, the whole family staying thing for a period of time. And yes. but the only thing that Christmas, I did think when you're going through all that, the big thing, there is no test cricket. There is no Boxing Day test Ooh. at Easter. Yeah, there's, never no will good, be. there's no True. Easter Monday box, uh, test uh, cricket Easter test. Monday AFL. Mm. Yeah, and it did have, I mean, let's not get on to that, but that whole um, Adelaide thing that happened, the gather round. The gather um, round. Maybe that's, maybe that's the new Boxing Day test. That's the Boxing Day test equivalent of Easter. I, I can know. get around that. Um, I can gather around can gather that. Around it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's end our main topic there. Sounds uh, like Easter to me though, Dan. No, well, so you know. it's, it's still, still, we'll wait, see what the numbers say, shall we? <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, this is actually something we didn't warn you about, John. Uh, another thing, do you have another thing, Tim? This is just a recommendation for a movie, book, music, anything you're into at the moment that you might be uh, going right. through. I do, Tim, I do have another thing, and it's Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Um, my <laughs> I didn't mean to sigh, but <laughs> <laughs> my wife has recently discovered Grey's Anatomy. And you know what? Yeah, she's sitting there watching TV, and you mm. walk in the room, you're like, oh. That's a, that's pretty funny. Or mm. I didn't mind that actually. What's this show? Mm. Uh, and then you end up watching it together, and now you're in the third season, and you're like, "Wow, mm. I never thought I'd be into Grey's Anatomy." Well, that's me. Yeah, that's I, me. I understand. You can get stuck into shows like that. That um, Gilmore Girls. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Watch it from start to finish. Good yeah. thing about Gilmore Girls. Only like seven seasons you know, instead of 20. Yeah, Grey's, yeah. Grey's Anatomy is still going. Yeah. Um, Gossip Girl is the same. No, I hate to say I it. I couldn't get into that one. I hate to say it. Yeah. But it is kind of the same. Uh, yeah. So that's one. me. Grey's Anatomy is my other thing this week. Great show, actually. Good one. Good mm. one. Um, my other thing this week is I, I watched the movie um, Banshees of Inner Sharon. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of us. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you though? Um, I'm just the nice guy that uh, everyone thinks is dull and you can be the guy that cuts off his Colin. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the guy that has a Disney subscription. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
did see that was on Disney. I don't have this. I instead have been following Netflix and um, yeah. watching um, Peaky Blinders has been a thing for me the last hey. little while. So I discovered a bit late for the party on Peaky Blinders, but Never I, too I think late. I've caught up. Caught up. It's very cool. So you recommend it? I haven't actually watched any. That's the guy with the weird haircut, right? He's yeah, got a bit absolutely. Of a, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the little hat with the razor blades in yeah. it. Yes. So. Yeah, um, I, I um, read an article that from a barber that said um, once that show came out, people just started coming and requesting the Peaky Blinders haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and look it up. It's such, it's like the worst haircut you've you've mm. ever seen <laughs> actually that, that's a good stat we might need uh, John is um, some haircut stats would be good like how often people get haircuts how far they travel to get haircuts <laughs> it's uh, sure we could help on that one what kind of haircuts yeah what kind what of maybe kind that's of a census question that could be a future census question maybe mm. yeah Mullets, definitely mullets how many mullets capita? in the house yeah yes. Yes. mullets in the house how many mullets do you have <laughs> yes that would be good to know. This, this, well, Pinky Blinders things. is kind of haircut is the opposite of a mullet, right? Yeah. yeah right. What even is it? I don't know what it is. It's just like a little patch of hair on his head. It's yeah. a <laughs> super strange. All right. Well, cool. we've taken up enough of your time, John. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're the stats man. He's the stats man. Thank you for coming on. It was great to chat. It's great to learn these stats. And we'd love to get you back on at some point when when more stats come out and uh, you can give us some updates and some interesting things that are happening. It's been a pleasure, guys. Absolutely loved it. So thanks for having me. Thank you. And if people want to get in touch with, with you or the ABS, just go to the ABS website. Absolutely. Or connect with me on LinkedIn if you want to connect directly. Nice. Shoot me a message. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, go to the website. Have a ball. Yep. Get into those spreadsheets. Perfect. Love it. And if you want to get in touch with us, Two Drunk Accountants on all the social medias, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. And we will speak to you next week. Calculator. Bye. Bye.